it's really the person taking the photo and what scenes that they pick out because like yeah you can have a nice you can have a four thousand dollar camera dslr or something like that yeah it's going to take nice photos but it all comes down to the person taking them Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the exploration, discussion of art, and the creative process. I'm your host and the creator, Aaron S. In today's episode, I had the chance to talk to the incredible Zachary Yanko. This is the first part of a two-part episode. Zachary is a photographer based in Western Pennsylvania, often shooting mysterious nighttime images that evoke a sense of isolation and intrigue. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Zach, and I hope you enjoy it too. Okay, let's start where I start with everybody is um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a photographer. All right. So, um, so yeah, I live in Western Pennsylvania in the United States. So I came into photography kind of through, I'd say through skateboarding because I, I skate a lot. I haven't recently, but yeah, so like friends were doing that and I saw that. So I was like, okay, so my dad had a Nikon FG film camera, kind of like a intro to film photography but it was fully manual so I'm like okay so I kind of delved into that and then everything kind of snowballed from there I got a you know a medium format camera a bunch of different point shoots so I just started to just document everything yeah that's that's absolutely perfect that's super cool and um at what point did you think like you know actually you know being a photographer something you really want to kind of get into more and kind of be you know at what point did you take it seriously I guess is probably the best way to ask I would say I started to take it more seriously once I started posting. I mean, it's going to sound cliche, but when I started posting more on Instagram, started seeing people's work and kind of getting exposed to that. And I never knew that was even a thing and started discovering more, you know, famous photographers work like Stephen Shore, or like yeah. the one skateboarder, Jason Lee, all of his work and a bunch of other people's work. And I was like, oh, this is something that's actually you can actually do. And uh, I mean, I'm like, you know, I want to work on that stuff too. But whenever I got my medium format camera, my, I shoot with a Mamiya RZ67. That's like my main, you know, that's the war horse right there. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I started shooting stuff with that. And at first it was kind of rough just getting used to it. But then I started, I know you did a podcast with um, Jake Fox. I did indeed. Yeah. Yeah. He says hi, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was going to ask you that. I, yeah. I, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. I was going to say, I bet it was Jake who who told you about this most likely. Mm-hmm. He's so awesome. Like his mm-hmm. I had such good. And actually, his interview is going to be out in about a month, which is yeah. perfect. Um, but yeah, I had a feeling it'll be his because I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I had a feeling that's cool. Yeah. See, I like that. I really like that's kind of that makes me very happy for a lot of reasons. And he is really awesome. Tell him I said hi. Oh, back. Yeah. I was actually messaging him today, actually, so it's funny. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we uh, so whenever I was skating, that's how I met him because he lives ten minutes from me. Uh-huh. So, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So we, I wanted to get the Mimi RZ six seven for a long time. Just you know, just money. It's it was expensive. Yeah. It's not as expensive as it is now. It's way more expensive. But yeah, so I wanted to get that, and then he got the Mamiya RB67, which was earlier than mine, and um, so he got that, and he started shooting night photography a lot, you know, probably inspired by Todd Heido. I'm sure he of talked course, about yeah. all that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so then I was like, oh, okay, you know, we're like really good friends, so I just started to go out at night and 
I don't take like many, you know, house photos like he does. Yeah. I started to do more stuff like, you know, isolating images or isolating scenes behind just blackness and doing a lot of that. Now that's where I started to, to get back to your question. That's where I started to really, you know, take it more seriously to pick out these different, you know, whatever I'm feeling at that time, that scene might encapsulate that, that feeling. So yeah, that's cool. And um, so what's the biggest challenge of being a photographer, do you think? I think the biggest challenge is for me, and maybe for a lot of people, is to get over like harsh self-criticism and self-doubt. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like, at least for me, that's a thing because I just went through about a year's worth of just burnout, doing too much, doing too much photography, and just trying to you know, appease to the people on Instagram and that whole thing. And yeah, that burned me out real quick. See, that's really funny. That's, that's a couple of things we're definitely going to discuss later that are in my, uh, my questions, but so like, how okay. do you overcome self-doubt? Like how do you kind of, um, find the motivation to create stuff when, you know, maybe you're not, you're not really feeling it. Um, what I do is I just kind of go out with no intent because before I was kind of going out with more of an intent to shoot and that was kind of, wearing me down a little bit because then I wanted to bring it back to the basics of why I ever started which was just to go out and have some fun you know capture some moments that you know maybe the ordinary person or whoever might not notice per se and yeah so I just started doing that recently again just going out just to shoot really so yeah that 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 helps me get over self-doubt that and just not really caring anymore (laughs) about what other people might think or trying to you know put my own thoughts to the back of my head so they don't you know create this cloud i think it's like i think it's always interesting because it's like there's a misconception of like being an artist mm-hmm. um i'll use our land abuse in the word photographer and artist very interchangeably in this conversation because um, yeah. i do but like you know when you're an artist it's like you have the creative freedom to do whatever you want but at the same mm-hmm. time, you also don't because the people who are looking at your work and the people who are kind of judging you kind of in some ways determine what you do and what you don't create, yeah, you know? Exactly. You know, it, it gets a bit, yeah, I think that kind of, the paradox is very interesting to see how people mm-hmm. kind of either succumb to it or they overcome it. So I think it's, yeah. it's you know, it's a challenge. That's a huge challenge. Yeah, um, it definitely is a challenge. Yeah. So are there any misconceptions about being a photographer that you don't like? misconceptions i've never been asked that's a good question um let me think misconceptions about being a photographer i think definitely a big misconception is it's just like the way you portray yourself kind of online you just show people what you want them to see yeah 90 percent of the time my photos are just like they're not great (laughs) you know they're not like they're 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 fine it's just like it's not something i would show all the time yeah so i think that's a misconception that a lot of people get like they look at your photos and you're just you're always taking these great photos which is not realistic at all because most of them are not like these amazing landscapes or these amazing night photography like i have so many photos that are just like in the trash you know <laughs> like they're they're not going to ever be shown because they're not like something i would ever want to show because they're not that great but yeah i would think like that's a misconception a big one um that and people always think like oh you you're 
you have such a nice camera, but it's like, it's really the person taking the photo and what scenes that they pick out. Cause like, yeah, you can have a nice, you can have a $4,000 camera DSLR or something like that. Yeah. It's going to take nice photos, but it all comes down to the person taking them. And I'm not trying to be like egotistic or anything like that. Cause I don't want to be that way, but like, yeah, I think it usually comes down to the, to the actual artist or photographer. Yeah, because I think it's about the eye of the photographer and, you know, mm-hmm. what they what they choose to capture. Because I think the thing about photography, um, less so than art itself, is that photography is based very much in the real life. Like you are taking a picture of something that exists. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you have to kind of understand how light and shadow work. And you have to kind of understand how things, you know, like the way light moves and the way the weather changes and how that's going to affect the atmosphere. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, it, it it's not just... I think from my from my view, because I'm a, a different photographer as well, but from my view, you don't just point and shoot something and you get an image. It's not at all that. It, there's a lot of creation that goes behind it. There's a lot of intent and thought that goes behind an image. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just look at a really nice image, particularly like like certain cliches, and they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but then again, saying that though, how do you, it's something that I definitely want to dive into probably a little bit later. Um, so how do you decide how to, what? direction you want to go in with your photography because obviously when you first started you know i imagine you were taking pictures of everything and anything so how did you kind of find direction i think definitely i'd say definitely my friend jake like for sure he definitely kind of exposed me to i mean uh night photography in general i've never did night photography never really seen that much night photography i saw tide Hido years ago never knew who he was probably on tumblr or something but now you know that used to be like the thing now it's just like a dead platform but i saw like his work there so and then realized now it it was his work but um so yeah definitely jake he definitely uh when he introduced me to night photography i'm like oh this is a whole different realm of shooting especially with like film because you know we're out there him and i or you know or just me Sometimes the photos, they take like six minutes, eight minutes just for one exposure. So you have to be pretty like, you know, on the ball with everything. But um, yeah, I think once I started doing that and trying to find different types of concepts or themes, I started seeing themes start to build upon my photography, like mainly with the isolation, kind of working on a project with just isolating different scenes of you know, encompassing like, you know, my place in life and how I was feeling at that time, whenever I did take them or how I'm feeling now as well. So yeah, I think once I started to take more photos like that, um, started to take it more seriously and started to see yeah, themes. So what does your work mean to you? I think my work, like I'm really big into music but obviously can't write lyrics or anything like that. I mean, I play guitar and all of that, but so I think the photograph is kind of like a song in a way, at least for me, because it's kind of embodying some sort of feeling. Like whenever I made a lot of those images of isolated things, that's how I was feeling at the time, like kind of isolated in life, kind of stuck, not knowing where to go. So I was kind of, going for that as i was going to shoot that's my intent but then a lot of those images like i don't know if you know the one i took of the like the bench just with the grass in the foreground and just the bench 
that yeah. was just subconscious. I didn't really have an intent. I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. But I'm usually drawn to those types of things, isolating things and just total darkness. So I assume you didn't study photography then. You're self-taught. No. <laughs> no, I actually went to school. I have oh. a I have a bachelor's. Yeah, I have a bachelor's in uh sports medicine and exercise science. So it's totally different. <laughs> So I was going to say that what kind of advantages do you think you have being more self-taught as opposed to going through the traditional method of, of school? I think that you kind of have a different perspective on it because I know a lot of people who I know a few who I went to school with who went for photography and you know they do just the you kind of get burnt out I feel doing that because you're doing so much different I mean you learn a lot of the I, I mean I would love to actually go to school for photography just so you learn like the fundamentals be in the dark room developing photos all that which would be really cool but a lot of them aren't even like doing that right now and i mean i can't say the same i'm not doing what i went for either so (laughs) at the moment at least but um i think the advantages are definitely like not getting burnt out as quick and you kind of have a different perspective on photography. It's kind of, it doesn't feel like more like something you have to pursue and be like, you have to be the, jo- it has to be your job. You know, it's like, an, you don't think of it as a nine to five. You think it is more of like an art form, which might be lost in taking classes on it or getting like a master's in it. And I'm not trying to take away from people who've ever done that. Cause I mean, props to them. That sounds really fun, but <laughs> But yeah. See, that's really interesting for me because I actually did a degree in photography. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I did. I did a photography degree and it was, um, it was okay. Kind of jealous. <laughs> uh, nothing to be jealous about. I'll tell you that. Um, oh, really? Like, yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't mm-hmm. particularly great either. Like I haven't really shot anything for like the last year and a half, probably. Um, oh, wow. That's just my own problem. Like I just, that's my own issues, I guess. But um i think you know it does burn you up and i think also it makes photography seem a bit more like oh you have to do this and you have to do that it's it's a bit more constrained whereas actually photography and art isn't you know you can't put in a box you can't you know there is no right or wrong answer um Mm -hmm. i think sometimes that's probably better that you don't have that kind of restraint it's probably a lot easier and also i think also the good thing for you is that you know no one has to tell you no, no one's telling you what to do um, and you get to kind of experience it and and kind of figure it out for yourself. And it might take yeah. you longer to do that, but it'd be more beneficial for you, your growth, I think, as a person, I think. Yeah. Just from my observation. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I feel um, like... No, no, sorry, sorry, continue. No, continue. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like, um, at least for me, like, just like you were saying, like... Uh, you know, you have to do like, say like weddings or something or portraits and always be in the studio, which can kind of be taxing just on your mind or it can kind of blur what you really want to do with photography. So not having a degree in it or studying it or anything. Yeah. It kind of creates like this blank canvas and you can kind of create your own picture around it and do what you want to do, which is cool. Yeah, I think one of the things about photography is that there's a lot of gatekeepers who tell you what is right and what's wrong and, oh, you can't do that because you're showing an iPhone or 
you know, oh, this camera, is, I own this camera, so my images are better. And it's like, it's not about that. It's about what you're creating with the camera you've got, with the equipment you have. You know, I think it should be about, you know, valuing creativity and valuing, you know, the kind of content people are creating as opposed to what they're using. Mm-hmm. You know, just in my opinion, but I think people should be a little bit less. I think photography is a bit too serious sometimes. I think oh, people take sure. it too seriously. Like particularly, and it's, I don't want to like, I don't want to stereotype, but a lot of like older people take it mm-hmm. a lot more seriously. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh no, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's like, it's not about that. Surely anything that's artistic should be, you know, free. Mm-hmm. Um, freeing to the person doing it. But yeah, I digress. Anyway, um, <laughs> coming back to you and I'm going to stop you saying that, but yeah, coming back to you. Um, so how do you find the value in your own work? Uh, I would say I kind of, sometimes I struggle with that. I mean, it go it kind of goes hand in hand with self-doubt or just being too critical, you know, seeing all this work online of people I know or people I don't know, like on Instagram or, or like books and stuff like that, that I have, that I have here. Um, but whenever I look at it, it's like, if I saw these images like four years ago, kind of when I first started with photography be like wow those are some really cool photos you know like step outside of me and see like those photos now so i think yeah it's like a balancing act between self-doubt and trying to find the value in my photos but yeah whenever i take a step back outside of that and i really look at my photos i'm like you know wow or i take a break for a while and come back to those set of photos and i'm like wow these are really nice you know i'm kind of proud of that and do you often feel proud of your work? Not too often, which I, I always, I've always struggled with like that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm too self-critical, always have been since I was a kid. So, but I'm trying to learn. I'm starting to learn more. I'm just kind of accepting it. Even if it's bad, I don't care. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting to value more for sure. I was going to say, I don't think you should. Your work is really great. Your work is great. And I think you shouldn't be, I mean, I know, trust me, it's easy for me to say that because I'm the exact same way about my own work. I think everybody's the same yeah. way about anything they create. But it's mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't be. Because at the end of the day, like, you have to remember that as long as you like it, that's all that matters. Because I think, you know, you're, unless you're seeking validation from other people, you need to make sure that you're, you're validating yourself first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think even if you don't like somebody, you don't have to post it online. There's no pressure to do so. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like nobody's going to be like, and it's, it probably sounds terrible, but it's honest. And like, no one's going to be like, oh no, Zach didn't post this week. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be like that. But at the same time, they're going to be like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. So, you know, I think it's, you know, social media is definitely something we'll get into later. But social yeah. media definitely <laughs> creates this kind of vacuum for people to feel like they need to be creating, they need to be posting, and they need to be, you know, doing stuff all the time when that's not how life works. You know, oh, it does. It's just, yeah, it was, you know, it's not how life works. Yeah, no, but, um, yeah, exactly. Like most of life is, I mean, it's just like with shooting photos and most of them aren't going to be great. Like most of life's just ordinary day-to-day things that you do. There's, yeah, there's a lot of admin involved in terms of mm-hmm. doing any kind of creative endeavor. Um, the person I interviewed yesterday said the same thing. He said most of it's just admin because that, you know, it's all it is. It's just, you know, emailing, marketing, yeah. you know, just that kind of stuff. Like the, the boring out of the way stuff that people don't really see or 
or you know be told about so mm-hmm. yeah you know the, the actual creation of the images is actually really a small part mm-hmm. um you know and it's kind of ironic because that's a part you're known for which is kind of funny um yeah. <laughs> so let's get more into your work okay. so first thing i noticed um which is kind of funny i don't know if this is the case Claire, that's why i wanted to ask you is that you don't have a website no, I'm actually, um, I've been so laxidative because I went through that burnout for such a long time yeah. from posting too much or, you know, trying to fit this image. And then I just burned out real quick and I'm, I've been working on it. I'm not going to lie. I've been getting a bunch of, I probably have like 20 images right now, but I'm trying to make it really like, I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to pretty much everything. So I've been trying to make it just as top notch as possible. So it's coming soon. I promise. No, that's cool. That's fine. I just, I was curious because I looked at your Instagram and I was like, you've only got about 50 images on there. And I was like, oh, and then I checked your bio and I was like, no, there's no website. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I was no, like, I hmm. used to, I used to have, uh, I would say like a hundred something images. I just archived a lot of them because I used to post like, I used to post with borders a lot, like white borders and everything. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of put those, you know, tucked them away for a while and uh, just kind of showed more of like, just some night stuff or just some more quality images that I really enjoy personally. I just kind of wanted to showcase those. So they're still there. They're just not shown on my page. Uh, okay. That's yeah. I mean, actually that's cool. That's end of day. It's your, it's your page. You can create it however you want to. Um, so your work, so do you work in a series or do you, or do you consider your work to be like a, a long continuous series? I would say that my work's more of a long, continuous series. I don't like to rush too many things. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm curious because I think looking at your work, you can draw different kind of parallels between the images. Yeah, there's nothing that's like, oh, this is from a certain body of work or oh, that's from a certain body of work. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I'm kind of curious, like how do you determine like what you want to shoot and when you want to shoot it? Oh, there's a lot of factors that go into that. If I have a specific thing, like say like the whole isolating different scenes, there has to be, you know, weather plays a big part. I can't really have a super clear night. It's got to be cloudy or just rain. So I get more of that diffused dark light. So it's not too blue. Um, So yeah, weather definitely has a thing. Um, How I'm feeling at the time also plays a part. Like if, if I'm trying to, if I'm like kind of, if I'm more in a down state, I'll go out to shoot because it kind of clears my mind. And then I'm more subconsciously attracted to those, those scenes of kind of isolation or, you know, like not abandonment in a way, but, but those sorts of things. So that's like how I feel. It's like a sense of longing, I guess, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it's kind of a, for me, like in my, in my reading of your work, I guess, it's like, it's kind of a sense of, of like longing for something that you're not sure what it is or like there's something that's been lost or you know kind of i guess as you said earlier isolation but kind of like finding your place in the world mm-hmm. which is you know just a really curious thing that because you know a lot of artists look at the similar subjects and, I, and actually like why do you think that is such a popular theme in the arts i think that sort of longing to kind of belong hmm. in the world because i feel like it's what everybody struggles with what everybody even if you kind of have it figured out you're still longing for something so i feel like that translates pretty well into art whether that's painting or 
photography or even music. So yeah, I feel like that's definitely but the reason why it's attractive uh, I would say just like the the con- the uh the theme with like nostalgia. Everybody longs yeah. for nostalgia. Everybody enjoys it. So I feel like that's like a parallel between that and being, you know, longing to belong or trying to search for your place in the world. I feel like everybody relates to that. So everyone kind of funnels to that. Okay, that's cool. I think, um, you know, your work is very particular. I guess it's probably the best way to put it. You know, it it has a very particular aesthetic. Um, and like, and, you know, no disrespect, but like when I think of your work, I, I can name, you know, a fair few different kind of photographers that do similar things, Drake being one of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you kind of, how do you try and kind of make sure that your work fits into some kind of niche and or kind of aesthetic was also making sure it stands out as your own? Well, I would say like, I really enjoy night photography, obviously. I mean, that's usually what I show. I do a lot more than just night. I shoot a lot of black and white, a lot of daytime, a lot of, I mean, I'm trying to get into more portraits and stuff like that, but I feel like definitely with, I mean, I know people do like isolating scenes with like blackness in the background but i don't really see that too often so i try to strive to do like just isolating scenes just so it kind of it kind of looks like you're walking through your past or you're like yeah like you're taking you're taking a trip down memory lane per se even if they're not memories that are of your memory but they kind of bring back this feeling kind of going back to the theme of nostalgia or longing. So yeah, it's kind of like you're taking a a walk through your own mind. Like you're going from one scene and then you're walking through darkness and then you're at another one. Yeah. So that's what I kind of go for. Have you ever heard of liminal spaces? No, never. No. Okay. Um, I'll send you a link to it. Because liminal spaces are like these images of um, like these really kind of random places, but it, like it evokes it kind of evokes a sense of of strangeness in people. So people mm-hmm. feel like they've been there before, but it's not somewhere they've ever been. Um, okay. Liminal spaces. I think I sent it to Jake, but I can't remember if I did. Now I'm thinking about it. I swear there's quite a lot of things I've been sent in that I don't think I did. <laughs> I'm gonna have to double check his interview note. But yeah, because I think that's the interesting thing about your work, though, is that it's kind of the sense of wonder. Mm-hmm. you know and it's like also because it's in darkness or like semi-darkness it's like you almost don't know where you are you could be like in a dream or yeah. you know you could be it could be night or you could be in a dream or you could be in some kind of other realm and actually like how important is realism to your work in terms of like do you think your work reflects reality or do you prefer to consider it as its own separate reality that's a really good question i i've always like once i started shooting more photos such as those and kind of capturing these scenes that you know, like you said, you're kind of, you're kind of, you've been there before, but you don't know, you don't know, like, when you've been there or why you were there, but you you relate to it on some different, like, level in your own mind. So I think once I started, you know, taking those photos, I wanted to portray more of a, um, its own reality. So those yeah. photos are kind of like what you're saying, like you're traveling through your own psyche or someone else's psyche. And um, so, yeah, I, I want to, I, it's funny you say that. Cause like the project I'm working on is pretty much that 
it's it's kind of like being in limbo in a way yeah uh, yeah absolutely that's a perfect term to describe yeah. It. yeah so yeah i would say mine definitely i tried to i tried to make them seem like they're their room their own reality and not like i mean they're definitely i mean they're obviously of this world but yeah i try to capture them as in some different realm but i think that's i think that's really fascinating personally because i feel like just the very act of taking a photograph and kind of freezing you know a moment in time it it kind of creates it does make it its own reality because it's not moving Mm -hmm. whereas in obviously the world we live in moves but a photograph doesn't so i think automatically i think people do that really without even realizing it just as part of the process of photography but i think it's just something really interesting i'd love to talk to people about because one thing that i'm hugely interested in is the idea of reality like photographic reality and is it the same um, it's just not I'm really interested in. I'm like super geeky into it. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, stuff like that, I like particularly stuff like your work where it is quite ominous and it's quite, you know, you know, disquieting and, and you know, disconcerting. That's, that sound, they're very big words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what they mean, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's kind of cool because it has an atmosphere to them. And it's like, oh, so like, actually, why is it about nighttime though? So why, why, why nighttime? Why is that interesting to you? So yeah, whenever I started to go out and, you know, I got my first set of images back, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of crap. I mean, for lack of better words, but there was like two images and I'm like, oh, wow, this is like totally different because it's not what, you know, we see all the time. And when you're exposing for that long, it just opens up these doors to some different world. You know, these colors start to pop out, different lights start to uh, spew into the photograph or to the foreground. So night photography for me, um, it's just something that normal, like everybody doesn't see on a daily basis. So when you go out at night, it's very, nobody's out on the roads, no one's out walking, no one's doing anything, everyone's in their house going to sleep. But when you're out there, you're in your whole, you're in a whole different world. You're seeing things that you would never see because we just, you know, light plays a big part obviously so whenever there's not much light like stuff starts to stuff starts to open up with just the little amounts of light that are there so how do you stay safe when you're outside shooting uh you know early morning i imagine so oh me and i don't know if he touched upon that jake i don't know if he said (laughs) anything he did i'm 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 surprised that so he's actually got a copy of the interview uh-huh. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't sent it to you or I haven't sent it to anybody yet although I did tell him not to share it with anybody but he has got a copy of the interview it's two parts he's got both of them okay um, so he, he, he could have probably warned you and let you listen to them <laughs> <laughs> um, but then again he didn't know you were going to be into it I would interview you though so, to be mm. fair so but um, but yeah I mean but that's funny yeah he did touch upon like safety um, that's why I'm asking oh, yeah. you because I'm curious I'm just curious anyway just generally because I think you know going out really late at night is not things as you said earlier you know it's not really things things people do and i no. think just just generally like just tips and advice even for people who are interested in doing that like how would you stay safe and how do you stay safe so we kind of go i don't know him and i especially i usually don't go to sketchier places unless i'm going with him primarily like i won't go alone yeah just because you don't know what's going to happen like absolutely you don't know what people are going to do or you know animals too okay. but so i would say to be safe definitely bring a buddy Rule number one, bring somebody else with you. Unless you know the area so well or it's your own neighborhood and it's safe, 
then sure, you can go out. You'll probably be okay. But I would say wear, also wear like black. Try to wear something dark so people don't see you as much. And uh, park away from whatever scene you're trying to take and kind of walk there. But don't park too far away. So if you have, yeah. to, get, if you have to get away, you can get back to the car pretty quick. But, but yeah, definitely take a buddy. That's, that's, that's the key thing. So what are your daytime photography like? So I take a lot of different land. I would say it's kind of like the same scenes. It's kind of similar scenes to my night stuff. It's just daytime or early morning or, you know, evening photos, like a lot of sunset photos, golden hour photos. So I would say it's the same scene, but a lot of like simple scenes, just like maybe maybe a sidewalk with a bush a tall bush a blue sky and just a wire going right through which would that could be night photography too and be a whole different a whole different scene different colors so yeah i do yeah a lot of a lot of my daytime stuff's just like my nighttime just daytime really so why do you show more of your nighttime if you don't mind me asking no that's fine um I I like my nighttime stuff a lot more just because you can play around with more of the colors and it's a whole different it's a whole different world at night like I said before so I enjoy more I enjoy seeing more of my nighttime stuff than my daytime stuff that maybe people might not want to see which I'm trying to I'm trying to post more daytime stuff on especially Instagram because people might not want to see my daytime work which I have a lot of that I've never showed before. I think you should, because I think it would be a nice balance. Mm-hmm. Because I think, and this is just from my personal perspective, because I, as you can imagine, I look at a lot of art on a daily basis. Yeah. And like, I see a lot of night photography. And like, I love night photography. It's, one, it's honestly one of my favorite kind of photography. And actually, all, anytime I post photography on the site, it's always somebody who shoots photography at night. Oh, um, really? <laughs> I don't post any, I don't, I rarely post any other kind of photography. And I'm very, very, very particular about how I post photography. Being a photographer, I'm very particular um so it was just kind of funny for me um but yeah i see a lot of people who do you know similar stuff not like oh the same thing but similar stuff so i think it'd be quite nice to see the flip side of the coin and kind of see how versatile you can be because you know like there's only so many night images you see before you're like okay cool let's see what else they've done um you know you want to i mean you kind of want to both be like well-rounded and also very refined at the same time so then again it must be hard to find that balance between kind of picking a niche and also trying to actually do it with the things outside of that niche that, you know, also interest you. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to get out of that, especially with, I just took a trip to LA with my one good friend, went and lived with him for a while. So I have a lot of photos from daytime, a lot of different landscapes, say from like Malibu or like Venice beach and a bunch of places like Southern LA. So I have a lot of, and I have portraits too, that I just took of just random people that I met and kind of talked to. So yeah, I'm actually, I'm working myself up to kind of scan those all in and I'll probably be sharing them here soon. Yeah. But I say also, I just forgot, of course, you screen films is the process is longer as well in terms of actually getting them, you know, finally digitized to actually show to anybody mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I completely forgot. So maybe like oh of course yeah of course that makes sense like that makes sense as well because that you know that because then actually that's kind of it's kind of curious that people still for me it's curious that people still shoot film in the, the mm-hmm. cent in the 21st century just because the process how long it takes yeah um so why like i was gonna i'll ask i was gonna ask i'll ask you now i was gonna ask you later but i'll ask you now but like so why 
film why is film photography interesting to you all right why does it intrigue you and do you actually shoot digital as well i do not shoot digital just to, oh. yeah i i want to i've wanted to get like a fuji like i've wanted to get a fuji film camera eventually but they're pretty expensive at the moment and i just don't have the money to do that at the like right now so i do want to get in the digital i feel like it'd be interesting it's like a whole different ball game when you do that but i think shooting film i was exposed to it especially with like skateboarding a lot of friends so they had film cameras i'm like oh that's cool it's a different look to it and um so yeah i started shooting film a lot and then i really like the process because yeah. i don't develop but i do scan all my film so you know you wait like i'll get 10 rolls and i'll wait for i don't know how long two weeks but then that excitement, it's like opening a present on Christmas morning. So you get those, you scan them in, and you're like, you're so ecstatic once they're scanned in. So I feel like that's definitely the reward waiting. And actually, what is your opinion on the kind of film photography slash digital photography debate in terms of like, oh, no, you know, one's better than the other? Like, where, like, where do you stand on that? Oh, I don't care. You could shoot film, digital, your iPhone it like to touch on it before if it's it's that person's vision and if you get that vision and you kind of relate to it on a level or you get it that's all that counts as with any art you know what i mean you could be painting with oil oil paintings or acrylic or anything like that it's those are two different two different ways you know but if you relate to it on that on a different level then that's all that counts so coming back to your work um so cinematic is a probably you know a, maybe a too used term but it's like a term i'd use to describe your work um like i don't know if you would agree with that is that kind of something you'd like to accomplish with your work oh definitely i'm really i'm really into films like i would love to shoot like 16 millimeter film and shoot like i i always have ideas running through my head like you know different scenes I would want to shoot, like take a road trip across like, you know, the U S or across a few States and kind of just shoot different, shoot different things, people, you know, anything like that and bringing the music into play. And like, I know what music I want to have on top of those layers. Cause I have a, I have a super eight camera here too. So I've been shooting with that. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. I definitely would. I would I would call my work cinematic in a way, and I would definitely like to accomplish something like that. Have you wrote all these ideas down? No, but I probably should. You probably should, <laughs> like one hundred percent like write them down like one hundred percent write them down because like I think it'd be such a good idea. I think I'd love to see that personally, but not just that. I think you know they're the kind of ideas, particularly if you've got certain scenes and certain kind of things you want to particularly shoot in certain ways, you will forget. Like you'll forget. Um, because you're thinking something else that's probably 10 times better and you'll forget so if you write it down at least you've got a record of it somewhere um probably because i've got photo shoot ideas that i found the other day from about five years ago and i was like oh these are cool um so it's like (laughs) it's always good to keep a record of things you're thinking about and even just like words and phrases and kind of you know moods or whatever you know just as a kind of a basis to inspire what you're doing because i think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in everything you're saying and everything you're looking at and just the world generally, just living, that mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's, it's hard to keep things in your mind for a long period of time, particularly something like if you saw like a really nice particular location, for instance, that you were just having to go past on the bus, say, or driving past, 
you know, you might not particularly remember that next time you're on in the car or on the bus again. You'll find somewhere else. That's 10 times better. But if you keep a document of it somewhere, somehow, then at least, you know, you'll go back to it. And if you look at it in your phone, say, you'd be like, cool, I want to shoot there and you'll go there. You know? Yeah. I think documenting things are quite important. I think particularly stuff like when it comes to like films and ideas for music over, over scenes and stuff. That mm-hmm. still takes a lot of planning in itself in the first place. So definitely document it. I'm surprised you haven't, but definitely document it. I actually, I have a journal. Like I have a little oh. journal here that I do write in sometimes, but not enough. I heard the benefits of writing in a journal is just mind-blowing. Like like years too. Like two years from now, you go back and you read all of that stuff or like goals you had. Most of the time, people who do all that stuff usually accomplish all those things, or at least yeah. most of them. Yeah. They get they get around to them and just see how everything goes. So I'll, I'll definitely take your word on it and start start writing some stuff down, some ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Just some random advice, just because, like, personally, I always write all my ideas down. Um, whether, and I have them, so I have them backed up three times. I have them written down physically, <laughs> some on my phone and also on my computer, um, just because you never know when you'll need to refer back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just that, it's like when, you, when you're not sure what to shoot or you're not sure what you really want to do or what you want to say with your work, you can just have a look at the things you've really felt or the things you, you know you know you're going to feel um, or like a really interesting phrase. Um, and then, th- you know, that can inspire a work, piece of work. Because mm-hmm. I, I really love like random words for titles and I'm like, hey, cool, I'll take this random word and okay, so what image can I shoot from this word? Because, you know, it's an interesting word. Uh, just yeah. stuff like that, you know, things like that are always really interesting. Yeah. Um, particularly when you find like a piece of text that could be a great caption, but you need to find the image it's going to be a caption for. Yeah. Stuff like that's really cool. Yeah, that's like one th- one thing I did write down was it just popped in my mind one day. It was I just thought of like somewhere in between. Hmm. I feel like that that kind of encompasses a lot of my work because even even just like you know just where I was at in life, where I'm at kind of now too. Like I'm somewhere in between, like. I think that's between life and general. I think that I about to say I was going to say in between life and death. But I don't know if that sounds a bit morbid, but um, <laughs> but I think it's it's kind of curious because I feel like that's such a permanent state for everybody because you know because we're always in between stuff, and I think that's the interesting thing about life is that no, like we all feel like that we need to achieve X amount of things, and or there's something that will make us feel settled, but actually we never really feel settled because things are always changing. Um, so I think that's a great, I think it's a really good theme to tap into because I think it's so universal. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just a random, <laughs> a random, <laughs> a no, they, random run for maybe. <laughs> they, yeah. That goes back to like the longing thing. Like you're always longing for, for something in life. Like you just keep going from one to the next, to the next, to the next, which can burn you out. But yeah, you're always longing for, to belong or longing for really anything anything that that certain person desires I feel like you're always longing for the things you don't have until you have them and realize you didn't want them that's how yeah. i feel life is but that's yeah. just my cynical brain so <laughs> you know. no i completely agree actually so so suburban america um that is a very i guess i, I guess naturally i mean i'm from england naturally uh-huh. it's a theme that runs through your work um so what do you think it is about like kind of the suburbs and kind of the like the idea of americana that kind of fascinates people so much i think definitely like just the 
you know, like the history behind everything, just like, you know, the 60s or like all the old, like old cars are a big thing with photography nowadays. Like, and I shoot that too, because I'm really into cars as well. But um, I think like old, like abandoned, like mines or old abandoned buildings, people are, people are attracted to that because again, it goes back to that theme of like nostalgia of what once was. So people kind of tend to want to shoot that thing, that stuff, than just shoot like a house with a, you know, a modern car in front of it. No, people really want to shoot like something with an old car in front of it. Cause it kind of gives like, you know, back to a better time, what people might say. So do you have like a certain kind of time period that you kind of try to achieve with your work? certain kind of time period i would say no only because like most of the stuff i want to show i want to show more like what life is now i don't want to kind of go back because that's not i mean i'm not going to say that's not progressing or anything because it's definitely not but i want to shoot like what's like what what actually is like reality at this moment not what it was like 50 years ago and that and also my work I want to shoot more of more of or touch upon that theme of my own reality or a different kind of reality so I would say yeah no I don't I don't want to like do that (laughs) yeah no the reason I ask because your work isn't it's not particularly modern it doesn't seem particularly modern when you look at it but then it also doesn't seem particularly old either it kind of hovers in between um and i'm just kind of curious because you don't have like you know something that is like ultra modern like an iphone or something sitting in the middle of the road or something mm-hmm. you know it's kind of interesting but at the same time you don't also just deliberately go to like suburbs that are going to be a lot more kind of antiquated yeah. um so yeah so i'm just i was just curious about that because it's not something that i really think about when i look at images mm-hmm. um so yeah that's kind of interesting it's interesting that you have that perspective yeah yeah i definitely yeah whenever i go to suburbs i try to pick out scenes that just like I said before, like somewhere in between. So it's somewhere kind of in between this time period and that time period and not really of either or. So, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's very much kind of like alienation, I guess. Mm-hmm. And kind of like you're being estranged from yourself, maybe. Definitely. No, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> which, which I'm totally going to take and use for my own work. Cause that's absolutely great. I love that. I'm going to be like, I'm going to use that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give myself ideas that's not a good thing um so how has your op- your own upbringing filtered through your work um oh i grew up a well i'm not an only child but you know my sister she's 17 years older than me okay so there's a big gap i'm 24 she's i think she's going on she's 41 now so going on 42 so there's a big age gap there so yeah i grew up you know, just alone all the time, not alone all the time. I mean, I had my cousins and everything, you know, friends and stuff like that. But growing up, I've always felt more alone, yeah. even with people. Even I'm not like sad or anything. It's just that's how I've always felt. I felt more like introverted in a way. So that definitely had an, in, that def, that probably has a subconscious influence on what I do and what I shoot nowadays. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just curious. I'm always curious. I think that 
um a lot of art is the kind of external it's like the external um i said i wrote it down earlier for something else completely different Um, (laughs) like the external like embodiment of what we felt back then yeah that's it it's like the external embodiment of the inner self like you know it's kind of interesting because obviously you know you're choosing to create work for a very specific reason that you probably aren't even aware of Mm-hmm. Um, and not just that like the way like the like the environment you're in and like the person you are is going to obviously impact the work you create and I find it's always really interesting to ask people kind of like how do you think that you know like you know for instance like what do you think your work says about you um what do you think it says about you actually so I would say that my work it showcases that I'm more like kind of I would say more reserved not like I, I mean i'm i'm outgoing once you get to know me for sure and i'll talk for days but oh definitely it sh- showcases more of me as like not an introvert in a bad way but i'm more to myself i'm kind of more of an observer of everything i'm not as so much as a teller or a talker i like to observe everything around me and kind of take it all in see i think that's really cool because i feel like that's the reason you do photography is because what you don't say with words is what you say in images. Exactly. And I think that's kind of, although to be fair, that is kind of a really good default answer for most artists when I talk to them about their work. Um, but I think that's really cool in terms of like, rather than be like, okay, I'll explain it to you. Like, no, actually I'll show you. And then you kind of make people feel a certain way with the work you create, as opposed to telling them like a huge long story about something. And I think there's a lot of power in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of power in images and people don't, I don't know if we really, really understand that anymore with the way world the world is mm-hmm. um i yeah. think but um especially that's... with like social media and everything like you see all these amazing photos of like sunsets or you know stuff like that but there's real feeling behind a lot of those photos especially the person who took that or the artist or photographer who took those photos like there's a set feeling that they probably either subconsciously or consciously kind of sought out to to capture and a lot of people might not get that and they might just think, Oh, it's a cool photo, but there's more to it than just that. You have to just kind of look between the lines. And how do you think that like, as a photographer, you can help people kind of engage and understand your work a little bit better rather than just being like, Oh, this is a cool image and scrolling past it. So I think that, I tried to just like to touch upon that again, but kind of taking photos that they don't seem like they're of this world in a way like they are, but I tried to encompass like this otherworldliness to my photos and it kind of, it might, I mean, it might draw people in. I don't know. I hopefully that'd be cool, but yeah. So I try to capture more of an otherworldly sense that you can kind of relate to, but you don't know why. So I so I'm assuming that ambiguity and like mysteriousness is important to you. Definitely, yeah, yeah, because I'm that also touches on the like, I'm more reserved, more of an observer. So that kind of touches. I guess that describe that my work kind of describes me in that way. As okay. Well. Um, and also, someone's gonna we'll touch upon we'll definitely touch upon later. Um, mm-hmm. But I just wanted to ask you now because it's the right kind of time. It's like so. Do you think that? So I mean, but now do you think that? So. How am I going to phrase this? 
because I've got it written down, but I've got it written down in a different way. And it's in a completely different section underneath something else completely different. I can't bother to go scroll down and check. Um, the kind of one thing about it is like the personality of the photographer. And in terms of like, how involved are you online showing yourself online, you know, with your name attached to your work? If that, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Um... Okay, no, okay, okay. I guess what I'm trying, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, do you like showing yourself online, putting your name to your work, and or do you kind of prefer to be more kind of mysterious and be like, oh, this is my work, and have yourself kind of stand back separately from that? I think at first, I definitely just kind of want to just put it out there and kind of step back from it. But I think now I kind of want to be more, not at the forefront, like still obviously the images are at the forefront of everything. Just like all photographers, like what you what work you put out there is what you you, you know, you kind of want to show, but, you know, I want people to see that, you know, kind of like I took this and kind of make it my own in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. I th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, because I think at the minute, I'm really interested in the idea of um, artists and personality and how that kind of affects their career. Because I think, because actually, because I listened to a podcast ages ago by, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember the woman's name, even though I've referred her to so many different people. I can't remember her name. Um, and she, in, in the episode, she was talking about how you have different kind of types of artists. So one artist will be like the kind of perfectionist who will do work that you'll never be able to achieve and you love their work because it's something that you'll never be able to reach. And like another artist is like a teacher because, you know, they teach you. And another artist is like your best friend because it feels like you're, they're your best friend. And it kind of got me thinking about like the way you portray yourself online as the artist creating the work can be very beneficial or detrimental to your work because I think creating a sense of mystery around yourself is actually a really cool thing. But because people don't know you, they may not relate to your work because they don't see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of wondered, like, have you ever thought about that? And or like particularly stuff like tutorials or workshops or kind of online YouTube videos or even like live streams. Like, is that something you've ever considered and or would do? I've definitely considered like kind of YouTube in a way. Yeah, like to kind of put work out there, but not, not to like more or less showcase myself, but to touch on that you know shooting like films, like actual films with like film rolls, like sixteen millimeter and stuff like that, to kind of showcase more of that stuff. So I've definitely considered that. I'm trying to put myself out there more, a little bit, because I'm definitely like more reserved, and don't want to show. Like, I, if you know me, you know me. So, but if you don't, then. I kind of keep it more mysterious, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out of that bubble because I feel like it'll, it'll help in the long run for sure. I think it will in the sense of like, you can put a face to the artist. And I think that's quite valuable in this day and age It's quite valuable. Um, I just from something I've observed and just from speaking to a lot of, of different artists, I feel like, yeah, your personality and kind of the way you portray yourself online in regards to your art, like separately from your art, the way you portray yourself online is, is, you know, it can really draw people in, you know, mm-hmm. and granted it can also do the opposite. It can also repel people because you might be a bit too forward or whatever, but um, it's kind of interesting because then people get to see you and they're like, okay, cool. And then, you know, they're like, you know, that's cool. They'll know you and they feel like you're your friend because then they've seen you, you know, the same way like YouTubers are famous and stuff because, you know, you feel like you know them because you see them all the time. And there's yeah. no reason that photographers and artists can't kind of, use those kind of ideas and thoughts 
to kind of propel their own careers further. At the end of the day, if somebody wanted to approach you for a gallery show, you'd hope that they'd kind of feel like they know you enough to be able to say that. And this is just, I'll probably cut this bit out because it's a random, but I just wanted to thank you for being so uh, communicative and just kind of so like really easygoing. Like, I really appreciate that. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry if I'm like hopping around here and there. No, no, no. no, I'm not great with being thrown on the spot with some things. (laughs) Never (laughs) happened. So that's, see, that's probably, that's that's exactly what I love. And it's like, I I very rarely send people interview notes, even though I have notes myself, so it's very unfair. Um, Mm. But I very rarely tell people interview notes, only if they really ask me. Even then, I'm a bit like, uh, um, even then, I probably added something to them by that time. But yeah, I very rarely, because I like putting people on the spot, because I feel like it makes you think about your work. It kind of forces you to think about stuff. Um, yeah. And you know, maybe nobody's asked you these questions. Maybe these are the questions you hear all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting for you to kind of be like, hmm, you know, and take a moment to think about it. But yeah, yeah. I feel like that, like what you were saying about, throwing people on the spot i feel like it makes it kind of pulls back the sheet or like yeah. this face that or this mask that you put on and it kind of makes you very vulnerable feel very vulnerable yes. in a way so you kind of open up a little bit more about like maybe yes. how you truly feel you just don't kind of mask it up so yeah absolutely and I, that's interesting to say that because earlier this month i went to an art fair in london mm-hmm. um, and i spoke to loads of really cool artists um, and one thing that most of them said was that they feel very exposed because their work's on the wall and they're obviously standing in front of it and people are walking past and looking at it. And it's actually kind of interesting. Like, why do you think that like people, I mean, I mean how can I phrase a question? I guess kind of, why do you think that people feel that way in terms of like, like why is art such a personal topic? So, I feel like people might feel like kind of like, especially in like galleries and stuff. And some people really enjoy that, you know, they enjoy like the people and the company and, you know, fans of them. Some people really enjoy that, but I feel like a majority of people feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They feel kind of exposed, you know? And um, so, yeah, I feel like people feel like that because whenever they're doing their art, whatever that might be painting music, it's usually just by yourself in your, in, in your room, in your house, doing whatever or outside shooting photos, you're usually by yourself. So whenever you start to showcase that work and you're seen by all these people and you're meeting all these people, you can kind of feel very vulnerable. And does having like a gallery show something you'd like to do at some point? I'd love to do one. Yeah, for sure. I definitely, that would definitely help with too, with like kind of opening up to everything and kind of, like you were saying, put a face to the, putting a face to your work and that, and just the whole design process of putting up photos, different sizes, and just, just how you want to portray your work. It's kind of like a photo book, but it's, it's a live photo book that you only get to see like maybe three nights and then it's gone. So one thing I'd actually love to do, like at some point in the very far future, you know, if I ever make the flying fruit into a business, which, you know, something that I would like to do that I, I think about often, um, I'd love to create like an annual, like every year have like a, a book, like a physical book with people's work in. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, something like that would be cool. Your work would definitely go in it for sure. Like something like that would be cool. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> that way, no, because that way you think about it, like, that'd be really cool. It would be like, you know, it's documented in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be really cool. Like, um, and actually, like, so this is a random question I've just thought of. 
Um, so like how often do you look for opportunities to do such things as like gallery shows and or do you feel like your work is in a place to do that yet? Sometimes I feel like my work's not because I, you know, just looking at a lot of social media, which I try not to go on all the time. I feel like it doesn't compare to a lot of people, you know, that self-doubt always creeping yeah. in. But I do like I have some friends like, you know, I have a one friend who I submit my work to all the time for different magazine. He has like a mag that he runs outside of where I'm from in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, so, yeah, I submit my work to him and we went, I remember Jake, he got his work in there. So we went to like this, this magazine release party and that was cool. You know, you got to see a bunch of people talk to a bunch of different people. And then we both got in the second mag, went to the other magazine release. So that was really cool. So I do I do try to submit my work to a lot of different zines and different magazines and stuff like that. Even if I don't get a response, it's just nice to kind of put myself out there in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important. And um, I'll actually say, if I have any suggestions, I'll send them over. Okay. Um, because I have I have like this weird news weird this weird newsletter <laughs> that that gives me like ten photography opportunities like every other month, um, and they're like they're really interesting. Um, so actually I send them over because um, okay. I love sharing stuff with people and I really like it. As you probably can imagine with what I do, like I love sharing things. I think it's really cool. I love like finding great opportunities and stuff. And if I find any, I'll let you know because okay. um, I'm always interested in having people. Like, I love that. I think it's great. Um, and if I ever do, if I ever have like a physical space to hold exhibitions, I would let you know, because um, that would be something cool. I've got a lot of very big plans for the future. I just need to find a way to make money from what I'm doing, and I can actually do them. Um, yeah. So with the flying that. fruit bowl. Yeah, absolutely. I can kind of picture like what just a magazine cover would look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm no, like really big into like just obviously. I mean, I shoot photos and stuff like that, so I'm really big into imagery. So I feel Absolutely. like that's how I portray a lot of things in life is through not just photos, but, you know, showing I'm very visual, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've just got like a lot of different plans. Like I would love to do like studio visits, like physical mm -hmm. studio visits. And I would love to do like panel discussions and you know, just a lot of stuff that's going to take a lot of time and energy um, and a lot of money as well, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're just, it's just, and also I need the audience for that as well. Like mm -hmm. I can't just do it off the audience I have now, but I need like engaged audience, not just numbers. I don't care about numbers. I want people who actually care. Yeah. Um, that matters more to me. And actually saying that, let's move a bit onto social media. Um, yeah. And let's wait, give me a second. Let me just double check. Anything else I want to ask you about your work? Um, I think we've probably covered. Ah, no, we haven't. So actually, before we get into social media, I actually want to talk to you about your actual creative process in terms of like your actual photo shoot process. Mm -hmm. So, like, how many images do you typically shoot when you grow up? So, I'm limited with my camera and the size of the film. It's six by seven negative. So, I'm limited to just 10 photos. Hmm. So, I'll usually go out. If it's an okay night, maybe, like, three photos, two to three photos. Like, quality, oh, wow. you know. I try to just yeah, go out for absolutely. more quality. Because with just, like, you know, 10 photos, I don't really have room to make errors. So, I'm like, oh, I just, you know... It's quality only. That's it. And, and um, so what were you going to say? No, it's going to continue. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, being limited to like 10 photos, you really have to go out with sometimes not an intent. Like it's still subconscious in a way, but there is intent behind it of what you kind of want to photograph. And I was going to say, and, and how do you choose what to photograph when you're out? 
so usually it just tends down to especially at night just driving around i'll drive we'll drive like me or him and or jake and i you know we'll drive around for we'll go to like at the nearest state and just drive around for like two hours a night and just see what we kind of come across or just walk around sometimes we'll shoot like a roll so 10 photos sometimes we'll shoot two rolls 20 photos in a night wait it all it it all depends on like kind of what we come across because i mean light plays a big part so not everything's lit up at night so there's only a few things you can kind of shoot have you ever recorded yourselves on a night out shooting stuff i've recorded him a bit but never recorded me i'm not like too comfortable with being behind the camera or in front of the camera per se but i think i'm just thinking that would be i mean fair enough like i nor am i that's why these are audio um but I think, I don't know, I just thought that could be like a really good idea in terms of like, you're both together a lot. And, you know, I don't know, there's, like in my mind, there's a lot of potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you were to make a joint account and post stuff on a joint account, for instance, even yeah. so that could be interesting. And actually, we'll get into um, suburbs on film in a bit as well. I want to talk about that as well. Um, but yeah, even so, that could be really cool in terms of like, you could, I don't know, like that sounds like, a, I don't know, that seems like such an opportunity because you could yeah. easily be each other's kind of um, filming, I can't quote filming buddy. And like, I don't know, you have like, you don't have to go and ask somebody else to come and help you if there's already somebody there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something you should tap into potentially a bit more, potentially, like behind the yeah. scenes stuff. Yeah. You know, who knows? If you're interested in that stuff, of course. Yeah. When we were just out recently, I think like about two weeks ago, maybe now. And we haven't both gone out and shot really that much lately. But um, I, I mentioned, I'm like, oh, we should start a podcast. We should, you know, we should, uh, we should maybe create like, cause I'm really big in the clothes too. So I'm like, oh, we should create like a whole clothes based around night photography, like night lurkers yeah. or, you know, something like that. Something that appeals to that, that mass of people that people yeah. might really enjoy. So absolutely, yeah, kind of been discussing about that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And I actually, Again, we'll get into it later, but I might as well ask you now because what we're going to do is like, do you think that that the static image is enough nowadays for photographers? Do, or do you think they have to kind of reach out and do other things and kind of like, you know, have merch and, you know, kind of kind of commercialize themselves in different ways? Uh, photographers or yeah. just any artists in general? I mean, I guess artists in general, but obviously because you're a photographer, I'm assuming like photography in terms of what you do. But yeah, I guess artists in general. Yeah, I would definitely say like it's it's nice because it's a whole different way of creating, especially like clothes or or um or videos or films. It's kind of nice to step outside of just what you do and do yeah. something different that's related to it maybe. So so yeah, I think it's important for artists to kind of step out of their their normal boundaries and do something totally different like um create books maybe of their own work and create like projects like that or like you were saying with like galleries and kind of putting themselves out there or creating like clothes or anything just to kind of balance your creativity out a little bit and do something different and uh, do you create films yourself not yet i'm working on it (laughs) i'm working on it yeah i i've been trying to like 
I mean, my Super 8 camera, I have a bunch of like, you know, what I, what scenes I've shot on it, but my lens is kind of screwed up right now. So I can't really, I'm kind of limited at the moment, but um, yeah, but I do have intent to definitely create more films, kind of like silent films, just kind of yeah. encompassing more of a, a, a feeling or a theme behind it. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool. I think what I'd love to see is, um, I'd love to see someone just shoot something really, really wow. Like film wise at night i just love to see that because it's mm-hmm. just so nice and even not even just film wise like even like a cinemagraph you have like a neon sign that flashes that'd be really cool something like that would be might be a bit cliched but it'd be still really nice yeah i don't know like i think especially with the way instagram's going i think video is probably the way forward i think for a lot of people but we'll touch on that later because definitely someone to ask you later um yeah. so getting back into your work and your kind of process like i'm kind of curious like so you only shoot like three or four images if you go out. That's crazy. Like that's that's so scary to only have like three or four frames to shoot stuff with. You have to be like yeah. very, very sure of what you're taking pictures of. Yeah. Um, but like, so what do you? I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say, so what do you do with the, with the so what do you do with all your unpublished work then? Like, where does that go, or do you just leave it on your hard drive and never look at it? No, I, I look at it all the time. I'm always like kind of touching up different photos. I was just doing that today. You know, scanning in a bunch of film from LA and kind of touching up old photos that I kind of go back to every now and then I'm like, Oh, this is cool. You know? And I kind of edit it a certain way that I kind of like, you know, would want to, would want it to be like, but, um, so yeah. And actually that's a good point. I actually talking about editing. So like, what are your thoughts on a kind of like photo editing and editing images and or like how much editing do you do to your images? So me personally, I don't do too much. I do a lot because I have a flatbed scanner. So I do a lot of like the touch-ups and stuff there. Obviously not dust or different marks that are on the film itself. I have to do that in Photoshop or Lightroom. But so I kind of make the image the way I saw it. And I scan that the way it is. And then I'll go in the Lightroom and just do kind of some light editing. And then maybe Photoshop if I have to get rid of like, you know, star trailing and maybe planes going through the photo and kind of get rid of that. But yeah, I usually don't do too much heavy editing or color. I do like color balancing, but I don't shift colors or anything like that. It's usually, I keep it more natural. How, how much of your process, like in terms of your actual photo shoot process, do you show like online? Um, I do show like maybe whenever I get the negatives back and I maybe I might show a few like scans that I've recently scanned in. But I normally don't show like final product stuff unless I want to, you know, I want to post it online. And I think once I get my website more, I mean, once I put it up, that's where the main house of all my really nice photography that I want to portray is going to be be stored. It's definitely on the website. So what makes a good location for you? In terms of like shooting? Yeah definitely the suburbs i mean my area there's not much happening here but that's why we kind of go out at night because then this whole different world opens up and stuff starts to come alive even though everybody's kind of asleep because it's not just something you would see so definitely attracted to that to the suburbs like have you ever been abroad in shot images no no, I've never, I've never actually been out of the U.S. besides Canada. <laughs> I'm about to say, I've no, I've never been outside the U.K. So, okay. <laughs> I, know exactly, I know exactly how that feels. Trust me. Yeah. So it's fine. 
Yeah, no, I, I would love to, you know. That's I why mean, LA was so different for me, because I'm like, oh, this is a totally different world to me. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not super curious. That concludes the first part of my conversation with Zachary Yanko. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com or by social media sites such as Instagram. The Flying Fruit Bowl podcast can now be found on a variety of sites such as Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please consider liking, rating, sharing, or subscribing on any of those platforms to spread the word. Also, don't forget to check out www.theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration and written interviews. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. We now also have a Patreon if you're interested in supporting the platform further. Tiers start from £1, so if you're interested, please check out patreon.com slash theflyingfruitbowl. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this interview. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.